Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black black women. Where's the lie? Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Feminoir Files. We're down one man today, or one woman. KB is on vacation without us. Whatever. So she could have took, um, I'm on my phone. She could have took her phone and plugged in her headphones the same way that I be recording. So excuses. Excuses, KB. Hit it. Really? That's what we doing? Yep. Let her take a break. How you feeling, Shug? I'm crabby. Clearly. Is your little visitor here? She's coming. Yes. But I have a headache. I've had a headache for like the past two or three days. That's also another reason why I'm crabby. And you know how you you know you're getting old. Let me say how you know you're getting old. You're getting old when you can tell that the quality of your pillow is going to determine if you have a good night or a good day the next day. So I bought a new pillow and this pillow apparently ain't it. So I have to find... <laughs> I have to find a new pillow. I also believe that's part of the reason why I have a headache because it's like when you sleep wrong, it just messes your whole day up. Like I've been on my couch literally for most of the day. I got in over nine hours of sleep today. That sucks. Yeah. So, but other than that, I'm excited. I get my braces tomorrow. Woohoo! Oh, you're gonna be a cute little thing. I get my braces tomorrow and I'm excited because people at work already think that I'm like 20, 21 years old. So once I put the braces on and oh, I cover up well. these gray, I'm gonna cover up these gray hairs. Y'all ain't gonna be able to tell me nothing. So it's no longer hot girl summer. It's gonna be nerd girl fall. <laughs> you are a mess. How are you doing? What's going on with you? Girl, what's not going on? Actually, you know what? The past couple weeks of work has truly been kicking my ass, but I am trying to work on my work-life balance, and I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job, a decent job. I went out to dinner with um, a group of ladies last night and actually had a really good time. And tomorrow, I'm actually very excited because I go see Catherine to get my chakras rebalanced. She's doing in-person sessions again. Is all right. I need to. I need to hit her up. I'll do that before my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm also doing some fun social things this weekend with some folks. And so normally I don't really participate in bad things going on, right? Mm-hmm. But September is take a man on a date month. So who are we taking on a date? This man I met on Facebook. I sent in his DMs. Oh, okay. So our date is next week. All right. Well, okay. So since you took the initiative and, you know, I, I'm assuming you are planning the date, what are you guys going to do? 
So, you know what, that's really funny. I actually gave him the option of if he wanted to pick a place. He's actually new to the DMV. So I gave him the option. I was like, you know, if there's some place that you've been wanting to go, let me know. Or if you want me to, I can plan the date. So I haven't heard back from him yet. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Something fun to do. Something different. So we'll see what happens. I don't, you know, I have no expectations. Well, that's the best way to be. I like, I actually like planning dates. I do too. I do. I like planning dates, but I like it when a man takes the initiative because I want to see what he's going to come up with. Exactly. And I will say, so like the last date I planned was actually with this guy that I went out with a few times over the summer. Was it the summer? Actually more like spring. So in any event, we went to this Laotian restaurant that I'd been to before, but like during restaurant week, like two years ago, and I wanted to go back. So I took him and he had no clue where we were going. So like he came to my house and I drove and we went to dinner and he was like, oh, I got it. I was like, no, I said, I, I said, I wanted to take you out. So let me take you out. And he and I had like been out multiple times before and he is like you know always picked up the tab so I um you know was trying to be reciprocal but then after that like somehow in the middle of the day we mentioned ice cream and you know like that's my kryptonite mine and KB so as soon as he said ice cream I was like okay let's go and then I did let him pay for the ice cream that's cute that's adorable Thank you. So I'm really excited because one, FAMU won our last game, our last football game against Fort Valley State. So that's very exciting. And I'm also very excited because FAMU has been named the number one public HBCU by U.S. News World Report. So congrats to those mighty, mighty Rattlers on the highest of seven hills. Was there ever any doubt? I will say... It has been um, interesting being in the SWAC. Like, I, I keep seeing all these people talking this in these SWAC groups. And I didn't understand. But the hate for FAMU is very, very real. Like, I did not know that it was that deep. Like, how could you not love FAMU? People mad because they ain't us. Clearly. But actually, um, who's playing? Was it this weekend or last weekend? It was Howard versus Howard versus Hampton. That was a game I actually, I kind of want to, ain't no kind of, I want to go. Well, I'm sure they still have tickets, but a few of my friends are like, it's going to be a super spreader event. So they have decided not to attend. I want to go so bad though. I mean, can we just go to the tailgate? Can we just hang out in the Audi Field parking lot? I don't even know why I want to go because it's not like either one of them have like bands and that's normally why I go to the the football game. I mean, they have bands, but they're not like. No, they don't. Not real bands. <laughs> I love Come on now, Shug. That. Come on but now. I was, I was going to say that. I was like, they have bands, but you know, nobody goes to the game to see Howard's band. Because that one time, what was it? When we played them. And we saw their band and we were like, what is this? It was like a high school band. And I was in the band in high school. So. 
I was like, oh, they're so cute. Look at them. Actually, let me be careful because I do have like my, like one of my older cousins did go to Hampton and she was in the band. Like no, no shade palmetto author. But I mean, Hampton ain't really got no band either. Not for real. Well, I've never seen their band, but I just wanted to see, like, I just miss being in that environment because I canceled my hotel room for um, Homecoming. Actually, you know, it's funny because I sent my room to a friend of mine, like, earlier this week because he was like, oh, me, actually a friend of, like, Jimmy's and ours, like, who came in with us in 2000. He's like, oh, Jimmy and I are looking for a place to stay for homecoming. And he was like, can we bunk with one of y'all? Like, we have a group chat, a friend. And I was like, well, y'all can just take my room because I'm not going and I'm about to cancel it anyway. So you can have it if you want it. So I forwarded the info to him and he hasn't responded to me. So, well, listen, let me tell you what happened. And then you tell me what you would do. So I sent it to him like four days ago. And he never, actually, I feel like by this time, it's probably been like a week now. But I sent it to him like a week ago and he never responded to my email. So then a few days later, I was like, hey, I was like, did you get my email with the hotel info? He said, oh, I think I did. He's like, let me check. And it's been like three days later and I still haven't heard from him. So do I follow up one last time? I do I go ahead and cancel that hoe? Uh, I would go about my business. I mean, it all depends. Like me, I'm bad about checking email. So, and then sometimes people genuinely get busy. So I would let it, I would let a week go by. A week has already gone by. You mean a week from the second time I reached out? Yeah. Well, you're a good one. Cause I would have just let a week go by and then I would have said something and then it would have been like, all right, don't worry about it. No, cause but- I'm going to forget and the thing is, I don't want to be charged for this room. That you I'm ain't going to forget because I'm going to remind you. Will you? I, I will. Yeah, because I'm, I'm really like, because, you know, I was supposed to be going to Florida for my birthday. And oh, you were? Yeah, it was going to be. Remember, I was going to the Keys. I so I actually, I need to cancel my plane tickets. But something told me today to go ahead and cancel my room for homecoming because I saw something like this is our 20th year. Oh my God. I can't believe that 20th year for my freshman class to come back. And they sent out an email and they were talking about canceling the events that they had scheduled for us to do. So I'm like, don't nobody just want to go to the game and that be it. So yeah, might as well go ahead and, and cancel. Like, Florida is not the place to be right now. So bad. I wouldn't feel bad if you went ahead and cancel it because you you reached out twice. So, you know, three times a charm. That's what I'm saying. That's a, You know, just because we're friends, I'll reach out to him one more time. Like, I'll give him one more chance, like Biggie said. But after that, I'm canceling that room. Okay. Oh, but then also, too, you remember the whole story about the debauchery I had to go through with my hotel room and trying to let somebody else have So go ahead and cancel that. Thank you. Okay. So so speaking of celebrations, first of all, you remember that show 
My Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. I used to watch that show all the time. And apparently, like, people are still, like, giving their kids, like, like, celebrities are still doing big things for their kids. So Rick Ross's son just turned 16, who's William L. Roberts III. But Rick Ross actually gave him a Wingstop franchise. That's actually kind of dope. Can't even be mad at him about that. That's, That's actually pretty dope. Right. But then the crazy thing is, is that this fool on his birth, on his son's birthday, posted a picture of him on Instagram sitting on the throne with the one six balloons, but then also bags from Wingstop and this little boy got a tray in his hand with a chicken wing in his mouth. That sounds like obesity. That sounds like what? Obesity. You stupid. I can't I'm I'm just saying, I'm like, Rick Ross, you lost all that weight and now you're trying to set this baby up to fail. What are we doing here? I can't stand you, but he does play football. Okay, you know them boys be big. It depends on what position he he playing. So it's like, be be careful with that. Like, you can eat fried chicken every once in a while, but don't make it an everyday thing. I mean, you're right. Just Listen, just because he has a photo op, Shug with the chicken wings does not mean that all he eats is chicken wings. I'm I'm just saying that's very that's very niggerish, but okay. Well, duh, he a nigger. Oh, okay. Well, all right then. I mean, Tell us how you it? really feel. Tell us it how you is. really feel. I I don't know the little baby, so okay. I mean, I know I'm not talking about the baby being a nigger. I'm talking about his daddy being a nigger. Uh, I mean, yeah. Are you uh, on the thing? I don't care. So you remember four years ago, the black police officer in Minnesota who was arrested for killing the white woman that called 911? Vaguely. What happened again? So the woman had called 911 and the police officer who showed up on the scene ended up shooting and killing her because he thought that she was the aggressor. Oh, shit. That's to be more careful. Yeah. You don't remember that? So, I remember. Yeah. Like, so basically, she had called 911 on the night of July 15th, believing that she heard a woman in her neighborhood being assaulted. But when, and when she went outside to see the police officers, she actually startled them, Mohammed Noor and his partner, Matthew Harity. And Matthew Noor fired one shot, and it was the shot that killed, uh, what's her name? Julie Diamond, or Damond, I think that was her name. So, yeah, oh, I do remember that because we, we were talking about it and we were like, you know, had the situation been reversed, he would have been thrown under the jail. It would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, no, if it was a white cop that killed a black um, person, they probably would have got off. But, you know, they acted very swiftly in this case because the reverse was true. It was an officer of color who ended up killing a white woman. Exactly. So. exactly. And police were never able to 
figure out if there actually had been an assault going on in her neighborhood. So that was another thing. So basically two years later in August of 2019, I'm sorry, not August, in April of 2019 is when Muhammad Noor um, was sentenced with a four-year manslaughter term um, saying that he would be eligible for parole um, after, two, after he had served two-thirds of his time. So now with this retrial, he actually could be, he's looking at his potential sentence of 41 months to 57 months for a lesser conviction. So it's going to be very interesting to see kind of how this plays out. Very interesting. Well, I feel like he's already been sentenced harsher than, you know, his Caucasian counterparts. So true. But she was also in Texas. Hmm. I mean, but even still, who was that that was in um, Texas? The guy who... Botham Jean. Yes, exactly. Yeah, where are they with that? I mean, she was sentenced, but she got she got a, a super light charge. A, yeah, a slap on the wrist. Yeah, like it wasn't the same. And they were even trying, and of course they were trying to blame him, but also I I vaguely remember like them also trying to put blame on this woman as well with this 911 call. Right? It's so it was so long ago. I don't remember like the actual details around her murder. But I do find it very interesting that police could never figure out if there was an actual assault going on in her neighborhood. So now I'm wondering if there wasn't an assault, why would she call police? Maybe she was high or something. You, 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 you just don't know. Like maybe she was not in her right mind. Maybe she was drunk. Maybe she was imagining things. Maybe we'll never know. So we won't know. So have you seen or have you read like that the excerpt from Gabrielle Union's new book that's going around? So I read the article because like everybody was publishing the article. So I will say kudos to her for the transparency um, and the the grace and everything that she showed in that article. Because I'm like, we've all been through real life situations, but to open yourself up publicly like that and to to talk about basically, I guess, the best way to summarize it is she feels like a failure as a woman because she couldn't bring her babies to term. Like she was talking about how she lost multiple children um, in her quest to motherhood. But then not only that, to add salt to the wound, it was that, you know, her now husband, but at the time they were just dating, her now husband ended up having a child with another woman while they were on break from their relationship. So I'm like, that's just a lot. And then also, you know, she was catching a lot of flack for even staying in the relationship after that had been revealed. And, you know, people always have their opinions about, oh, well, I wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. And, and to those people, I want to say, shut up. Because you never know what you would do until you're in that situation. And also, we're talking about a multimillionaire NBA player. So we ain't talking about, you know, little Joey that be standing on the corner slanging rocks. Like your little 
typical whatever, but when you have fame and money and all that kind of stuff involved and you've invested years into a relationship, it's, you might be changing your tune. But, um, I mean, it was really deep. And I will have to say that struck a chord with me because I've been very vocal about wanting to have a child. But I will say that that article is like my biggest fear when it comes to motherhood of, you know, wanting something so badly and it not coming to fruition the way that you thought it would. Right. So I definitely relate. So I'm, I can be honest and say that there was a point in time where I was not a Gabby fan because when she, maybe she was a mean girl. Well, she was a mean girl. And then also she was, you know, she made a statement where she was like, you know, I'm seen as the other woman, like now that I'm dating Dwayne, but he was already, you know, he wasn't with his wife anymore. And we started dating. I'm like, but sis, you are, you, you were the other woman because he was still married to that woman when you all started dating. So you were, and it probably did affect your career. And you probably thought you, you know, you could get away with it. But honey, you are no Angelina Jolie. But also, where is Angelina Jolie now? Where is she? So I actually care on them goddamn kids. (laughs) So maybe Gabby did come out on top. But But, I mean, I I feel like her career did take a hit. She bounced back. Absolutely. Like Gabby, yes. Like Gabby definitely bounced back. Yeah. surprisingly enough, I read her first book and was pleasantly surprised. And I feel like after I read that book, that really helped me change my view of her. And now I'm like a Gabby fan. I love her. Yeah, I mean, because I I had my preconceived notions about her because I did hear that you know she was a bit of a bitch and I do remember her going on red table talk and also admitting to that but that was also you know what she said was her insecurity and also feeling like you know she had to bring others down in order to you know make herself feel better about herself and somebody called her on it and it was like you know what was the point of that? Like, do you feel any better? Like, did that shine some, did that dim somebody else's light because you said that? So somebody checked her on it and then, you know, she started to realize that, you know, she had some work that she needed to do, but she's been through a lot. Cause wasn't she, um, wasn't she raped when she, she was, was younger? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. she used to work at a Kayla shoe store when she was in college. I think she was the manager. And one night she was closing up and this man came in the store and brutally assaulted her. Mm. So she, like I, and like you said earlier, Shug, like I appreciate her vulnerability and transparency. And, you know, sometimes God tests us so that we can be a testimony to other people. Yeah. And I do know that that was what she said the article was all about. And it's like, you know, there is a lot of, 
I'll say like secrecy when it comes to things, when it comes to like miscarriages and abortions and, and stuff like that. And we need to talk about that law, that ridiculous law in Texas as well. But when it comes to things surrounding women and their bodies and people just sweep things under the rug and it's like more than likely it happens more often than you think it does. And I think by being vocal and talking about it, it takes the stigma out of it and then also it lets people know you're not alone like you're not the only person who has experienced this and then I also feel like especially for black women you know issues surrounding motherhood like how women die after giving birth to children like these are things that need to be addressed because I feel like silence is killing a lot of people so you know kudos to her for that and being transparent because I do believe this is the first time that she's publicly acknowledged that Dwayne had an outside baby because have you ever it seen is. this child nope never see the child and pitch some like I hope there's a relationship there with the kid but I also understand you know wanting to be sensitive to Gabby and her feelings but it's still like okay there's a life here and if we're going to work through this then the child needs to be a part of the the family Mm -hmm. very true so to talk a little bit more about since you mentioned it I tried to pull up information about this new Texas abortion law so let's see if I can um, pull up some info about it because it's very restrictive. Like I know one thing that they shared was, I guess, is about how abortions are enforced and how one, first of all, like people can be financially compensated for telling that a woman had an abortion where she's thinking about right yeah and then also making it illegal after six weeks making it right after six weeks but it's typically at the six week point that you realize that you're pregnant right and you realize that you're pregnant so it's just very like like we have enough shit to already deal with but here's my thing when it comes to pro-lifers and you know people just basically sticking their nose in other people's business so what happens when you force these women to have these children that they don't want so one what if the woman is not in a position to take care of said child so you guys don't give a fuck about what happens to the child after it's here you know because let's be honest the majority of people who are on welfare don't look like us so let's let's talk about that so you're not willing to assist this woman in taking care of this child once it gets here but then what about if the woman beats the child what if the woman kills the child or what if you know the child has to go into foster care and nobody ends up adopting the child and I just think that that adds more to the problems that we see in society i see a generation of unloved kids who grow up with all of this trauma and they end up hooking up and we just have all of these 
kids and these broken people running around because you guys are forcing people to do something that they don't want to do. So let's talk about that part. It's like, okay, pro-lifers, where are you after the life actually makes its way into the world? Why are you not fighting for these kids of, oh, they need loving homes or they need good schools and they need to be fed and all this other, like y'all are silent when it comes to that part. It's just, we're going to force this woman to have a baby because the child deserves a right to life. But what kind of life are they going to have once they get here? Exactly. Like people don't think about, like you said, Chuck, they don't think about the quality of life when the kids get, when the child gets here and a child is born. So it's super sad. Yeah, but I just, I don't like, Texas, I, I don't know. Like people are like, don't mess with Texas and Texas is the best. And I'm like, I messed with Texas and I wasn't impressed. Who said Texas is the best? I ain't never heard that. You know how people who live in Texas are from Texas. It's just like, it's the greatest state. And I'm like, mm. I've never heard that in my life. I've heard mm. don't mess with the horns. Mm. I ain't never heard that Texas is the best. Yeah. Mm. Not white people? No, I mean, just people in general. I mean, ask some of our line sisters that's from Texas. They'll act like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, mm, I'm not impressed this. I'm going to send them a text message as soon as we stop recording. You do so. Okay. But it's something about the South. And I say that. But that's that's (laughs) the thing. I'm like, I don't even like Texas location wise is the South. But even when I was living there, I was like, what the hell is this? Like it's not the South. It's not it ain't the South the way that we know the South. It's like it's a mixture of South and West. Like you can the Mexican influence is heavy. And then it's like the fast food joints ain't hitting the same. It's and like I'm, burger. No? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Like they nah, it ain't it ain't the same. It was just like it ain't Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, South. Well, I feel like Florida is its own Florida little entity. Right. It's its own little entity. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like Louisiana? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and Mississippi. I'm like, that mm-hmm. to me is the, the South. I'm like, Virginia, people are like, oh, Virginia is the South. I'm like, uh. I mean, technically, but that's because we live up here where we live. Once you get past, once you get to Richmond, that's the South. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I won't say the whole, Northern, yeah, Northern the Virginia, whole state. Yeah, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Like the part of Virginia that's part of the DMV is not. The, no, that is not South. Like the people, area, yes. People up here make that argument of, oh, we are the South. We're below the Mason Dixon line. First of all, don't nobody give a fuck about the Mason Dixon line. I can't that's even not what find you that. Because you want to go see it. I do. I want to see the Mason Dixon line, I but you can't find you. it. Okay. There's well, a marker. No should. But there, there are various markers. But the point is, is that it is hard to find said markers. It's like well, if you're not find them. If you're not paying specific attention, you will miss them. It's not like this. Hey, here's the Mason Dixon line. Okay, so we're I know we're gonna. Go. I've looked it up, so we're gonna go. Okay, so KB. When you listen to this episode, we might be making a trip to Philly. Actually, we probably should because I want another. Um, you know what I want? You want to? I want a cheesesteak. Cheese yep, I want another cheesesteak. So you only we, going to Philly to get a cheesesteak? 
And to see the Mason Dixon line. Oh my God. The Mason Dixon line, Negro, is not in Philly. It's between Delaware and Maryland. There, it's more. Yes. Listen to me. But the marker, I the marker is not near. Well, the like, marker you're talking about. There are multiple markers, is my point. Oh, <laughs> That's why I'm like this imaginary line that y'all act like is the end all be all is not is not what you think it is so, so, it's, so it's a line of demarcation so wait a second it's a line of demarcation separating four u.s states which forms part of the border so i take back what i said right it, it uh it's along the borders of pennsylvania maryland delaware and west virginia yep so we just gotta find we, we just have to find, find one, 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 but good luck with that search. But since We're you say, you know, okay, but we'll go hang out with KB because, you know, we're going to hear her mouth. Y'all was up here and y'all ain't even. So we'll, we'll, we'll tell her where to meet us <laughs> and bring a cheesesteak. Okay. Run the Della Sandros for us and bring us the cheesesteak so we can eat while we looking for this damn Mason Dixon line. Facts. Oh, we have the lines of latitude and longitude. Well, I'm Absolutely. glad that you you know how to read this because I'm like, I look. I mean, I don't know how to get there, my nigga. I just said I know. <laughs> I was like, I can right. I mean, up. but you, yeah, you you looking up. I'm like, I'm not good at reading maps. That's why I use Siri on my phone. And that's something else I was thinking about the other day. Like, really used to print out directions from the internet oh, to figure I out. Too. I absolutely, so listen, you want to hear something super funny? So when I first moved to DC, right, before they had like GPSs or whatever, I, and I, if I knew I was going somewhere, I, before I left work, I would print out directions on how to get to wherever I was going from absolutely to where I was going. But yeah. then dumbass never figured out, like, I didn't think about like, wait, how am I going to get home? Because I don't know how to get home. But because I couldn't figure out how to get home from where I was. So what, I, but one thing I remembered is that as, as long as I can get to 395, like I'm good. Like I know how to get home from 395. And then I also remembered that the streets in DC were in alphabetical and numerical order. And all I had to do was get to 7th and H because once I got to 7th and H street, I knew how to get to 395 and I knew how to get home. So I remember one time I was leaving the club. What club was I leaving? I don't remember the name of it. But it was like on 24th and something. I don't remember. And you were probably inebriated. Uh, I had been drinking a little bit, but not like a lot. It wasn't like I was, you know, like drunk or nothing. But I realized that I was like had reached 26th Street. And I was like, oh, wait a second. This is the wrong direction. I need to turn around. So I just turned back around and the numbers started going down and I got to seventh. I knew where I was. I was like, this is great. Well, at least you can do that in your city. I can't do that shit in Boston. That's what I was about to say. Like, if you live outside DC, I don't know what you're going to do. You do not want to play those games in West Baltimore. Trust me. But I did forget that. I forgot that DC is like one big grid. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, all right. So, question. What the hell is going on? Ain't these your people in your, your home? <laughs> Don't remind me. 
don't remind me. Wait, I need this to be like a mini series or some shit. It is, a, so, it is a mini series, and they also have a podcast about this family. Oh my god! And you all said, this fuck shit that's going on. You said this story, and I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? Because I remember when the mom and the son were murdered, and I remember that made headlines. So that was my first time hearing about them. But now something else has happened. What's going on? Yes. So, so let me. I'm going to start with the most current thing, and then I'm going to go backwards. Okay. So the most recent thing that happened was Alex Murdoch, who was part of the Murdoch family in South Carolina. And for those of you that don't know the Murdoch family, the Murdoch family is very is a very prominent family, I believe, from Hampton County, Colton County, somewhere in South Carolina. And they can, you know, trace their lineage back like however many hundreds of years. Probably to the Mayflower. You probably passed that, right? Right. <laughs> and Alex Murdoch, who currently is the star of our story this afternoon, his grandfather founded um a law firm where Alex was a partner and his father was also a partner and additionally multiple members of their family have served as solicitor general of the home county where they live and solicitor general is basically just like a southern way of saying that they were the district attorney of the county okay so about two weeks ago a little over two weeks ago Alex attempted suicide and he failed that was a story that came out is that he was shot in the head from a failed suicide attempt oh my god but it has come out now it has come to light that alex actually did not try to commit suicide well he kind of did well no the the suicide attempt was actually an insurance ploy so he so he actually had <laughs> So actually the whole suicide attempt was a was an insurance ploy and Alex actually hired one of his former clients to shoot him so that his surviving son could get 10 million dollars of the insurance money why did this man want to kill himself? So I so that's a big question. So his attorney, so Alex Murdoch's attorneys are saying that Alex Murdoch had the wrong people sort of surrounding him and guiding him, and that he had an op an op- that he has an op- opiate addiction. I'm not saying that right. Opiate. Yes, an opiate addiction. And mm-hmm. so because he's under the influence and because like other people are like influencing him, that's the reason why he tried to commit suicide earlier this month. And he felt that suicide was his only option. I mean, I get wanting to make sure that the kid is okay because there is no payout in the event that you commit suicide, but it's just like, but the thing is, is that he tried, but the thing is he tried to set it up as a suicide so that his son could get $10 million. Now, wouldn't it be, I understand paying somebody to make it look like you were murdered so that no. way. No, it was to look like he shot himself in the head. 
but that still doesn't make sense because there would still be rule a suicide and the insurance company wouldn't pay. Shook, shook. Listen, Linda, I'm not, I'm just telling you what his lawyers are saying. So also- I hate it when, I just gotta say, I hate it when stupid people have like ridiculous amounts of money like this. Because it's like, you are wasting, first of all, you wasting that good white skin. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let, let's put that one out there. I'm just saying. It's forever. <laughs> Wasting that good white skin. Then on top of that, you have ridiculous amounts of money. This is rich white people problems. I don't understand. We don't think about shit like this. Sure. But sure, this is like... Oh my god. I don't want to say this is the beginning because this is actually the end. I haven't even told you about the shit that happened before. Girl, so, go ahead. Okay. So also as part of the attorney's statement, because the, the attorney was actually on NBC or was on the Today Show with Calvin Melvin. So the attorney also shared that apparently for the last 20 years, there have been people feeding Alex Murdoch's addiction to opiates. And, and also, get this, he also was let go from the firm that his grandfather founded because he was stealing money to pay for his opioid, his drug habit. I'm not even gonna try to say it anymore. <laughs> but he was stealing money from the law firm, Suge, to pay for his drug habit. I don't never want to get like hers. Have I? Yeah. All right. So I take edibles, I don't smoke. I have done an edible too, but I don't ever want to get high to the point of where I have to keep this going by any means necessary. Like, I don't ever want it to be that good. You don't want to be dependent on it. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I've had some bomb sleep after having a gummy or two, mm-hmm. but I don't ever want to get to the point where it's like, I can't go to sleep without having it first. So I, and then how embarrassing is that? Like your grandfather founded this firm and you got fired? Like right. how? The whole point was to keep it in the family. Like, what are we doing here? Facts. But wait, Shug, it gets better. So apparently, even though this was a botched suicide attempt, first of all, you should see this man who's the shooter. The shooter is 61-year-old Curtis Edward Smith. And Murdoch was actually 53. And he's being, as I said, he's being charged with a couple of other crimes. So the the, um, arresting affidavit says that Murdoch confessed to the scheme on Monday, September the 13th. And he also named Smith as the shooter. And then Smith admitted to being present when Murdoch was shot and getting rid of the gun. So now he's going down. And then also, people, if you get a chance to see a picture of Curtis Edward Smith, he looks a hot-ass country bumpkin mess. I mean, that's who you get to do it. Like, obviously, you don't want to pay somebody too much money, so you got to find somebody stupid enough to willing to be going down with the boat. Oh, but wait, Shug, it gets better. Smith was not set to get any money from this ploy, from this scheme. He wasn't. He did it. He did it for free. Yes. Get off my phone. Get off my phone, right? 
you you just made my damn headache come back like it was going away <laughs> so wait Shug. so wait Shug. i have to go back so this is oh. this is the newest thing that happened let me tell you what happened three months ago so three months ago alex's wife maggie and his younger son paul were both murdered on the family's property near the dog kennels. They have like a 17,000 acre property. Oh, they got stupid money. Yes. Uh Girl, they got that old South Carolina money. Yes. They they got stupid, stupid money. And see, and they got stupid. Go ahead. Okay. So Alex's wife, Maggie, and their son, Paul, were both murdered on the family's property back in June. So that, I have questions surrounding that as well. Well, so do the police. The police are still investigating their murders. So of course, I was I was texting, or have been texting my cousin, sister cousin, and Palmetto author. And I was like, do y'all think that Alex has something to, something to do with their murders? And they were like, yes, girl. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now... He um Alex only has one living son or one son, one surviving son. What is that boy's name? I can't remember at the moment, but we'll get it in a second. So then, okay, so Maggie and Paul were murdered in 2016. And I'm sorry, not 2016. They were murdered in June of this year. But in 2019, Paul was on a boat with some of his friends. And he was driving this boat. And when he was driving the boat, three people, like basically Paul had a boating accident and three people were injured. One person had a broken jaw and another person actually fell off the boat. He crashed his dad's boat. Um... And one of those people that fell off the boat and that was injured was actually 19-year-old Mallory Beach. And her body was found a week later by two fishermen about five miles from where the boat crashed. And investigators are saying that she died from drowning and blunt force trauma. So these mofos have just been murdering people, including themselves. Yes. But get this though, but get this about the boating accident, Shug. So the thing about the boating accident was, is that Paul was under the influence and they tried in the Buford County police, because this happened in Buford County, South, South Carolina, they actually live in Colton County. So the police in Buford County actually tried to implicate Paul's friend whose jaw was broken as the driver of this boat and it was a 17 foot boat that belonged to Paul's daddy Alex and as a reminder Alex is a man who was about who's about to be charged with um, embezzlement and some other things so Mallory Beach's family actually has a lawsuit out against the Murdoch family for wrongful death and Paul was facing charges of boating while intoxicated and boating and two charges of boating while intoxicated 
causing injury. So yeah, so they were, he was about to go to trial for Mallory's murder, but he, you know, sadly, Mallory will never, you know, Mallory's family won't be able to avenge her death that way, not in a criminal way, but, you know, hopefully they'll get a settlement from the Murdoch family, not that it will bring Mallory back. And this was the son he was trying to leave the money to, right? No, 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 no. This was the son that got killed. Okay. So wait, there's more. I have one more part of the Murdoch family saga for you. So in 2018, their housekeeper was found dead in their home from an accident. Okay. And and the coroner actually never did a, they never did an autopsy on this woman. They never did an actual autopsy on her. They actually said that she died of natural causes. However, she sustained injuries that like she fell, right? And, they, and on her, her death certificate, it says that she died of natural causes, but she's only 57 years old. Yeah, man. So, look, listen. This is what happened when you have that good white skin and you have stupid money. So, they've okay. been paying off the police. They've mm-hmm. been paying everybody off and killing people for a very long time. Exactly. So, let me tell you more about what happened. So, right. So here it is. On the death certificate, it says the manner of death was ruled natural, with, which is inconsistent with injury sustained in a trip and fall accident. And that's what the Hampton County coroner, Angela Topper, wrote in her letter to law enforcement officials. So basically, the Alex Murdoch, so their maid, well, I shouldn't say maid, the housekeeper, Her name was Gloria Satterfield, and she has two sons. So her sons actually, so that's very important to note because the Murdoch family actually received insurance benefits once Gloria Satterfield passed away. How? So, right, that, like, honestly, Shug, that's the million-dollar question. It's like, how did they get this money? So basically... Murdoch reached a settlement in 2018. Oh, wait, let me back up a little bit. So Murdoch told Satterfield's family that he was going to take care of her sons and sue himself to collect personal liability insurance he had with Lloyds of London. And that's according to court records. And in 2008, in December of 2018, Murdoch reached a settlement to pay $500,000 liability and $5,000 of medical costs to Satterfield's sons. But to date, which is September of 2021, almost three years later, Tony and Brian have not received any money from any claims or settlements with Murdoch and his insurance carriers following their mother's death, according to their attorney. So now they're trying to find out what happened to their mama. Let me tell you what's been happening. Here's the whole case right here. This okay. mofo been killing people to collect insurance money to keep this addiction going. How hard is it to figure that out? Police? 
Where's the FBI? Like, y'all need to start bringing in the hit, heavy hitters. CIA, who the mofos that be doing the taxes? Bring the mofos in, too. Thanks. Everybody. Get everybody down there. Like, these people have been doing this for a very long time and getting away with it. And the buck stops here. I'm still trying to understand this failed suicide attempt. And this mofo was stupid enough to agree to it. Like, you ain't finna... You finna give me some for that. I ain't going to jail for free. Facts. Facts on facts on facts. Wow. And then on top of that, you ain't even finished. You ain't even do it right. You are a mess. Not you didn't do it right. (laughs) I'm just saying you still walking around. You still here. How? I cannot with you, you, ma'am. How? Wasting that good white skin. And all that money. <laughs> I cannot stand you. Just saying. Oh, God. That was a lot. Yeah, because my headache is back. I can't. All right. What else we got going on? I mean, honestly, Shug, I feel like that's a great way to end. I I cannot wait to see how this story continues to develop. Like, I feel like I need to start listening to the Murdoch Mystery, Family Mystery podcast now, or the Murdoch Murders podcast, because, like, I'm all in this. I, so, uh, child. It's exciting to me. First of all, I also found a new podcast to listen to. What, about That's them? It's called, no, it's called Sisters Who Kill. That is some shit that be right up. Yeah, I had to stop watching Snap because I was like, this too much. It's too, it's, it's too much. I understand why they did it, but it's just, it's too much. No, I I find all of these things very fascinating. I guess, child. Well, my uh, neighbor, Lil Magic, said he was going to, you know, he's going to pray for me. Okay. I'm like, that's fine. So I'm very excited. Is there anything else you want to leave the people with, Suge? Um, I did want to say for Dope, Gifted, and Black, because I have been seeing this make the rounds, but Miss Ireland is a Black woman for the first time in, um, in history. So oh. what's... Yeah, so she is... Ireland got 26- Black people? Listen, that's why I was like, but we're everywhere so we shouldn't be surprised but yeah so she is 26 years old and she is a medical science scientist by the name of Pamela Uba and she was crowned Miss Ireland 2021 and she's the first black woman in history to win that title and they've had this competition since 1947 but 74 years and she is the um she's the first so apparently she moved to Ireland from South Africa at the age of seven with her mom and um, sisters and brothers. But either way, I thought that was notable. Kudos to her. Yay, Pamela. We can't wait to see you in the Miss World pageant. Is it the Miss World, Miss Universe? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, um, um, we I just be girl. Right. We, we root for everybody Black. Thanks. So thanks, Shug. This was a lively conversation. I'm so, I wish KB was here because I know she would have some things to share 
about the murder of our family mysteries. That's what I'm gonna call it. I I I need this to, to be turned into a TV series. Like I need Netflix or somebody to really get on this. Like y'all need to go ahead and develop the story. You got to strike while it's hot because people okay. are interested in it right now. So you know, next week something even more crazy gonna come out. So y'all got to get get on it, people. Steven Spielberg or whoever, tell the story of your people. Next, this is gold. I can't say you should. What? So, we want to wish KB safe travels on her trip. Thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Fem Noir Files.